Welcome to the Of Mice and Men podcast, a podcast about that most magical of places, the Disney parks. I just sang that for you, because I'm awesome. So, I'm your host, Jason, today. No, today's not my last name. Today, I am your host, Jason. Yeah. Shows you how long that I've been out of this. It's been probably, it's been over a month and a few days since our last show. And... As as you can tell, a little out of practice, and as I can tell, uh, this is like my fourth time trying to record this. So, uh, basically, the main points we need to cover before we get into today's actual content. Main points. Series 3. That's what this is. Right now. Yep. Uh, it's over the past month, I've kind of been thinking about the show, things that we could do to improve. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to just do more, I guess. Kind of get on a regular. I would like to see bi-monthly, but, I mean, this has been over a month. So, at least once a month, maybe bi-monthly, that would be my goal. And uh, for releases. Another thing to keep in mind, uh, scheduling to record with everyone, all six hosts, has been terribly difficult. So... I mean, I wouldn't anticipate that being a frequent happening, at least until the summer. But uh, definitely, I'm going to go and attempt to do that as soon as possible, attempt to get scheduling started on that. So uh, hopefully we'll get on that. We're going to kind of cut out news in general on here. I mean, unless there's a news topic that we feel the need to really discuss, like there's a good discussion point there, we're probably just going to skip it. Let's be honest, there's plenty of excellent Disney news podcasts out there that you could listen to, and we don't particularly do a good job at the news to begin with, so yeah. We're going to leave that to those podcasts because they're the experts in it, we're not. If you really want us to do news and you object to it, go ahead and email us, it's of podcast at gmail.com. If not, just don't email us. You've already gotten good practice at that. That was sarcasm. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, oh yeah, I'm going to try to do more trip reports too, because I like trip reports. I like listening to other people's trip reports, so I'm imagining there's other people like me that like listening to them, so we're going to do more. I go frequently enough, why not? Uh, in other news, we're also going to try to put more stuff on YouTube. Some new videos. 
Yep, that's pretty much it. So that being said, let's move on into the delight that is whatever this is. Uh, this episode is going to be called. I have no idea. So, this is my trip report uh, from this past fall break a couple weeks ago. Maybe a week ago. Two, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weekends ago. Uh, two weekends ago, I headed home for fall break. We had uh, Monday and Tuesday off, so it was like a four-day weekend, essentially. So I flew home, and while I was down there, we checked out the Food and Wine Festival. So, I will start from the beginning. Uh, so basically, we traveled down to Disney World. My parents uh, were awesome. They surprised me uh, with a wonderful stay at Bay Lake Tower, which is one of uh, the resorts I had been dying to stay at. It's uh, absolutely wonderful. I do love the contemporary, and Bay Lake Tower is a thousand times better than the contemporary in every single way. Uh, first of all, background music loop is a ton better. Some great uh, smooth jazz in it. You, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll hear it in the evenings especially. And it has the top of the world lounge. I mean, there's there's nothing to not like. So we got there, we checked in, and bam, we got Magic Bands. What's up, Magic Bands? Uh, Magic Bands are pretty cool. We didn't actually get our annual passes switched over to them, but we're probably going to do that in November. So uh, since we didn't book more than five days in advance, we got gray Magic Bands. And if you book more than five days in advance, you can choose the color beforehand, and they send them to your house. Mm. It's very exciting, I know. So, that's how the... I mean, that's how you choose your magic bands, I guess. And then, um... I, I guess the whole premise of them is pretty cool, because you use them to open your door and to pay for stuff at any of the Disney restaurants and that. So it's, it's pretty awesome. I like the technology. I think it's a great idea. My only concern still is FastPass. Um, right now they're kind of in an in-between stage where it's like some people have FastPass Plus, some people have normal FastPass, and from from what I was able to understand of it, you're going to want to stick with normal FastPass if you can, for as long as you can, because normal FastPass does not put a limit on the number you, of FastPasses you can get in a given day, but... FastPass Plus does. FastPass Plus will limit you to three per day, is what it sounds like. Uh, unless they're going to convert FastPass machines over to the Plus system, where you could, where you can only, if they did that, then it would be you plan three in advance, and then you can pick up more during your day. But as of now, if you're on Magic Band and have FastPass Plus, you're only getting three. So, I guess, I mean, we'll have to see. Uh, if if it gets to a point once everyone's limited to three, if that's the case, it'll actually be a lot shorter lines if you think about it, because, you know, you're limiting the number of fast passes in the first place, and they're also extending it to the, the number of rides that include fast pass. And that also includes shows and parades and fireworks. So, 
The only downside with the parades and fireworks to me is I'm a big fan of seeing like illuminations or wishes and I feel like with the fast pass system being added to these it makes it where if you desire to see it at all you really do have to waste one of your fast passes on the show that that's at least my fear with it because I like where it is now I don't mind getting there half hour or 45 minutes ahead of time and making sure I have a decent enough location. And I say decent because obviously if you want an actual good location, you'll go there like two hours or something before or whatever. I don't know what people do. But I go like half hour before and I get a decent enough location where I can see and I'm happy with my view and I get to enjoy the show. But my fear is that you now add the Fast Pass Plus people that will take those spots of the people that will wait two hours now, the people that will wait two hours take my spot where I would wait a half hour, and now I can't see the show. Because it ruins my entire, like, park-going strategy here, which is unfortunate, but... I mean, you definitely have to see how it plays out, but that's one of the things that I have concern about. So, um, not so much with Wishes, though. I still stand by the best place to see Wishes is going to be at the top of the world lounge. I I know in park is great, but top of the world lounge is wonderful, uh, especially if you're DVC, it doesn't matter what hotel you're staying at, you can get up there. Even if you're not, uh, if you want to know the secret to getting in, let me know. Uh, just email us at mycementpodcast at gmail.com and I will hook you up with the tips on how to get in. But, yeah, it's basically, you know, it's, uh, I forgot where I was at, fireworks, right. It's basically, like, unfortunate because I know there's more than just me who will get there, you know, the minimal amount of time to get a decent spot. So, I mean, that kind of ruins it for them. And I guess it's mostly upsetting because I love Illuminations. It's my favorite of the nighttime shows. And this is potentially... Um, a, a downside of that. The other downside of Fast Pass Plus is park hopping. I'm a park hopping person, and I'm sure most of the common Disney World goers are park hopping people. You know, you'll ride the rides that you want to ride and then leave, and uh, especially if you go to Magic Kingdom. So I'm telling you, Magic Kingdom after like noon is packed. And Epcot is a great afternoon park because there's a lot of great rides you can get on with almost no wait. So I usually split the day between the two. And I think I've mentioned this before. That's how I usually split my day up. But the unfortunate thing with Fast Pass Plus, all three of your Fast Passes have to be at one single park. So if you're going to, so you wouldn't be able to start your day at Magic Kingdom and finish your day at Epcot. With, as far as fast passes go, so you couldn't like get like a Space Mountain fast pass for like noon or something, and have that be your last ride as you're leaving Magic Kingdom, and then have a fast pass for Soren and Test Track at um, Epcot afterwards for the afternoon time. You wouldn't be able to do that, which kind of sucks, you know, because as of now. 
if I wanted to, I could go grab a Space, Ma- Space Mountain Fast Pass and ride it, have that be the last thing I do. And I could make it over to Epcot. If I make it there by 1 or 2, I can get a late evening ride on either Test Track or Soarin'. Um, usually. If I, Test Track will still be available at 1. If I could get there by noon, you could probably get one for Soarin'. But you do... If you have Fast Pass Plus, that's not even a possibility. So, I guess there's a bunch of things that I would like to see sorted out with the system. I think I've spent way too much time on it. But those are my concerns, and who knows? I, I have no idea if anyone from Disney actually listens to this show, but if they did, that would be cool if they would be able to implement any of or implement fixes to any of those problems I just posed. And yeah, that's that's my say on FastPass Plus. Now that we've made it through the first 10 minutes of my trip, let's actually get into the rest of it. Uh, from there, we headed over the Food and Wine Festival and at Epcot, and we didn't actually ride anything. We just went around the countries and uh, looked to see things that we could try. I guess we weren't in too much of a try something from all the different countries kind of mood. Um, That's something I'll probably do eventually, but we tried stuff from Japan and Italy, which seems odd considering those are countries that are normally there, so why would we just try that? But that's what we did, so don't judge us. Uh, This year, the ravioli in Italy was fantastic. And they had some sort of, like, chicken sushi kind of thing. Like, it was in the sushi roll, but it was, like, teriyaki chicken. And the chicken was fine, I guess, but it wasn't my favorite. So, that one I was kind of indifferent to. I probably wouldn't get it next time. But the the ravioli I would definitely get. That was fantastic. So, that's the food and wine festival portion, I guess. Uh, From there, we actually head back to the festival center, which is in... The Wonders of Life Pavilion. The great thing about the Wonders of Life Pavilion is that it used to actually have rides that were awesome, but Disney decided it'd be better a, a better use of this area to just have it open a couple months out of the year to help host events for festivals. Judging by my reaction to it, you can imagine that I'm not a big fan. But anyway, in the Festival Center, we purchased some gift cards because they have the annual special gift cards, uh, the Disney gift cards for Food and Wine Festival. And this year's are pretty excellent. I was a fan of last year's as well, but this year's in particular are my favorite. You'll see on them uh, various buildings from around the world and then some... I don't know, contemporary artwork around it, I guess. So, the colors are nice in that, so if you happen to be down there, pick up one of the nifty Food and Wine Festival gift cards, which you can get for, I think you only need to load a minimum of $5 on it, so, and plus you get to use the money later, so it's worth it. The card itself is pretty awesome. It's like a mini gift card. It's like tiny, is all hell, and... Comes with a little wristband, so you can like wear it on your wrist while you go around the world and eat food and drink wine and such. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
So from there, we headed back to the hotel, and I was intending on watching Wishes, but, but folks, Wishes was not at 10 o'clock, as it typically was in the summer. I didn't realize they changed the schedule over, so I missed Wishes. How upsetting, I know. It was at 9 o'clock, but during that time instead, we ended up, uh, me and my family... Uh, went down to the activities area at Bay Lake Tower, which includes a variety of wonderful things besides their pool, such as shuffleboard and bocce ball, and I believe they have some tennis courts. But uh, we went with shuffleboard, as that's uh, an old favorite. We used to we used to stay at a different vacation club that wasn't Disney. It was a Marriott vacation club thing when we'd come down to Florida, and they always had shuffleboard. So. Um, that between that and the cruises we've been on, shuffleboards sort of become a family favorite of ours. So we played that for probably about an hour and a half or so before heading back to the room to watch the highlights of the uh, Packer game. Since uh, obviously, since we're from Wisconsin, Packer fans, so we wanted to catch the highlights of the game on TV as it was a Sunday, and yeah. That was pretty much it. So we literally rode nothing that day and just did food and wine festival and hung out at the hotel. So it was actually pretty relaxing and pretty nice. All right. So the next day we uh, went to Magic Kingdom. And we stay at Magic Kingdom a whole heck of a lot later than we normally do, which was surprising to me. But it was it was nice. We had, were able to get a good number of fast passes for things. We rode pretty much every... Uh, every e-ticket except for Splash Mountain. And, I mean, it was just great. Uh, we had lunch at Be Our Guest. And I only bring that up because, I mean, obviously I have lunch at Be Our Guest all, all the time now. But I tried the new Master's Cupcake, which everyone refers to as the Grey Stuff Cupcake, because it features the Grey Stuff, like what they mention in the song. And it's, it is delicious. I tried it. It was great. Big fan of that dessert. It's actually replaced the triple chocolate cupcake in my book. Um, the gray stuff is better than the chocolate frosting, and then the actual cupcake itself is still the same chocolate cake cupcake that they have in the triple chocolate. So due to it being the same base, I, I pretty much just like the frosting better, which is essentially the gray stuff rather than chocolate frosting, and I highly recommend it. Uh, definitely worth trying. So yeah, that's basically it on the on that front. And I mean, it was just your typical average day at Magic Kingdom. It was nice. It was sunny. Uh, we got a lot of stuff. It it wasn't terribly eventful, which was it was nice. It was nice and relaxing. One of my favorite things to do, though, and I highly recommend you try it. Uh, when you go on Space Mountain. If you've been there many times, you probably already know where the photo spot is. But if you don't, the photo spot is right after the blue flashing light tunnel at the very beginning. You go around a turn, and there'll be two flashes of white light. That's your photo being taken. So the key here is if you're going solo like I do because my parents don't like roller coasters. So I have to go on Space Mountain by myself. Um... You try to sit in the back. It's usually it's a lot easier if you're in the back because the two other people that are usually part of a party don't notice you as much. 
and just do something completely ridiculous for your picture. And it's great because you kind of make people's day because the gen is a general rule. Someone's not going to buy the picture anyway because you're already in it, for one. So they just want to see it at the end, and you doing something completely ridiculous usually makes them laugh. And that, to me, that kind of just makes my day because I know I was able to bring uh, fun enjoy to someone else's day as well so give that a try it's kind of fun to do and the pictures can be pretty darn funny that's my advice um let's see i don't think there's much else to talk about as far as that trip goes so i guess uh the last thing i can do is do my new revised top five list of the best Disney World Hotels. Here we go, folks. Coming in at number five is... Ooh, hold up, kids. Hold up. I got it. Yep, yep. Coming in at number five. This one only comes in at number five because I've never actually stayed at this resort, but I desperately want to. I have used their pool, even though I don't think you're supposed to. But I was staying at a different Disney resort, so I was like, don't care. Gonna try it anyway. And because they have Dole Whips in their quick service restaurant in their lobby, and it's part of the Magic Kingdom monorail loop, Polynesian comes in at number five. I love the theming here. I love the background music. I love the pool, surprisingly. The volcano slide is pretty cool. It's a, it's a water slide in a volcano. So, I mean, what's not to like? But obviously, there's not much I can say about the rooms or anything else. So, I mean, it makes this list mostly because of Dole Whips and a volcano water slide. All right, let's move on. Number four is the Boardwalk Resort. Boardwalk Resort has a lot to offer, in especially location-wise. I'd say out of all the Disney resorts, it's one of the most conveniently located Disney resorts, as far as getting to the parks is concerned. Uh, if you have a family that's alright with walking, or if you're going with friends and you're cool with walking, Boardwalk is a great resort for this. Um, it's within a short walking distance of both the studios and Epcot. Uh, the walk to either is pretty darn close to about the same. So, I mean, it is definitely one of the best as far as location is concerned. They have two pools. One is part of the, is the vacation club, is near the vacation club villas, but I think it's open to all guests of the resort, and that's a quieter adult pool, which I think most of the other hotels have one as well. I'm not 100% sure, though. Their family pool features a water slide, as most of them do, and this one is great because it's called the Keister Coaster. Tell me that's not awesome. And if you just did, you're lying, so... You know it's awesome. Uh, the only creepy part is it comes out of a clown's mouth, and that I'm a little creeped out by. Other than that, it's a pretty cool water area for, as far as the pool is concerned. Now, the rest of the hotel is wonderfully themed. The rooms are nice. I've only stayed in the DVC rooms, and they're, as always, very spacious and very nice accommodations. Uh, and plus, Boardwalk it has direct access to the entire Boardwalk area, which is a wonderful area with restaurants and shops, and it's 
uh, nighttime entertainment. They have like streetmosphere stuff, kind of like you have at Hollywood Studios, except it's not usually like a, it's not always a comedy thing. It's more of like uh, you'll get. I think they have a magician sometimes, or they'll have a mime, kind of like you have in uh, who'll do tricks and stuff, kind of like the one in World Showcase. Countries escaping me. The ones, uh, the ones in France that do the chair stacking and they or they'll do cool stuff like that or spinning plates on sticks, weird stuff like that. You know, cool street act kind of stuff. So they have those at night, which is pretty awesome. Anyway, number three. Number three has got to be Yacht and Beach Club. Technically, they're two separate resorts. I group them as one. So does pretty much everyone else. Uh, they share a pool. They do have separate lobbies, though. I do give them that. But they do, they share a pool in most of the other areas of the hotel, like a fitness center and stuff like that. It's all shared between the two. Um, I've only, I've stayed at both. Uh, I stayed at Yacht Club so long ago, I really couldn't tell you much about it. I do recall, like, theme-wise, I do like the Yacht Club and the Beach Club. I like Yacht Club a bit better theme wise but other than that they're about the same as far as rooms go obviously the DVC rooms are a bit bigger and a bit nicer but they're both uh, their standard rooms are both pretty much on par with each other they definitely have I don't even think this is arguable they do have the best pool in all of Walt Disney World and that's made quite apparent by the need for wristbands to make sure Guests from other uh, hotels do not pool hop. So that's definitely uh, one of the things that's great about that resort. They do have the best water slide and the best pool of any of the hotels. Uh, they also, yeah, there's not much else I have to say about that one. Number two is the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I do love the Animal Kingdom Lodge, and it is... Definitely one of my favorites. I do love it. The, I mean, obviously the one problem that'll keep it out of a number one spot every time is going to be the bus transportation. It's the least convenient to get to any park from, except for Animal Kingdom. So, I mean, it's it that that's just tough when you have one that's so hard to get anywhere on. So, Animal Kingdom Lodge, great theme. Uh. Great, great views of the animals. I love that aspect of it. And it is a fantastic resort. It's just so hard to get anywhere. If you're going to stay there, have a rental car and drive yourself because the buses will take forever. They do. And that brings us to the number one choice. And as you can probably already imagine, that's obviously Bay Lake Tower for... Many reasons, as you already have heard. I mean, they just have a, a ton of extra stuff. They have they have shuffleboard. I'm sold already. Their pool is pretty awesome. Uh, they have the top of the world lounge. I love the contemporary theming. The rooms are brightly lit and wonderful. That's the other thing I like. Contemporary has the brightest rooms. It's nice. I like to see. So... Yeah, that's pretty much all I have on my top five list of Disney resorts. Not much has changed since the last time. 
The only change that could possibly be made is if I ever stay at the Polynesian, that could move up. But it doesn't deserve any place higher than five, considering I haven't stayed there. So that's my new revised list of my top five resorts, as well as a brief trip report of my most recent trip. Uh, coming up in the next episode will probably be some in-park audio that I have left over from my trip with Steven, as you've heard him on here quite a few times. I'm not really sure when I'll be able to get that out. Hopefully I can take care of getting that out in, a, in like two weeks or so. Over the next two weeks I'll work on it and see where we get. But, yeah, thanks for sticking with us in... Uh, through this month, over a month hiatus, which I don't know if that's considered a hiatus at that point, or if that's not long enough. I don't know. I always feel bad when we aren't regular on this show. So, anyway, that pretty much wraps up the show. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I'll run through the contact info, and uh, obviously, if you want to email us, I think I've mentioned it a couple times already. It's a mysemenpodcast at gmail.com. Pretty much links to everything else can be found on our website. That's of my wait o m a m podcast.tumblr.com. and from there we have links to our YouTube page. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have links to our picture blog, which is run by the girls, and I highly doubt it's been updated in a long time. I'll be the judge of that. Let's look right now. Has it been updated? No, it has not. It hasn't been updated in nine months. So if you want to check it out anyway, you can click on the link there. We also have links to Twitter, Facebook, and our iTunes page where you could be so kind as to leave us a review. Preferably a good one, but any review will do. Um, Yeah, YouTube, we're going to try to get some more stuff up. Don't worry about that. We're working on it. We'll get there. It's a it's a progressive kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. If you desire to follow me on Twitter, it's at Jason from Tampa. If you desire to follow the podcast and only get updates of when the show will be released... You can follow at OMAM Podcast. That's it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Oh, yeah, and if you liked the music at the beginning, our intro music for today, go ahead and check it out in the show notes. That's it. Bye, everyone. We'll see you hopefully in like two weeks.
shenanigans.